Thank you for listening to this episode of Ghostology. You're about to listen to part two of our interview with Case Jolly, a teacher and career counselor at Firth High School. So let's join Scott and Kevin and their discussion with Case Jolly of the paranormal history of Firth High School. Is anyone there? We want to make contact with you. We want to share your story. We're going to seek the truth no matter where we find it. Everyone's got a ghost story. I'd like to tell you mine. And the look on his face was a look of shock. First thing I did was go over to him and say, are you okay? I want you to breathe. Welcome to Ghostology. So a little later on, Kevin and I go over to the Ag building, which is separated from the main building. Case, what do you know about the Ag building? So the Ag building originally was the auditorium. So they did all the plays and all the things like that. And for some unknown reason, like most places, the auditorium of every school or building or whatever just seems to be the place that has the most hauntings. So there's just been weird stuff that's happened in there with our, our Ag teacher. And he's, he's a rough, tough cowboy kind of guy. He's even said that he's had some really weird, creepy experiences in there. One time when I was in there, he was showing me the basement. The basement had always just been closed off. Uh, No one had ever really used it. It's just kind of a weird, creepy place. But we got uh, a horticulture class and also a flower design class. So they needed somewhere kind of cool and dark to, to keep some things. And anyway, so he took me down there to show it. And as we were walking up the stairs... We were almost at the top of the stairs, and we heard footsteps behind us that we both were kind of like, oh, heck, get up the stairs fast. So we hurried up the stairs and looked back, and of course, there was no one down there. And then just, I don't know, just all sorts of other sounds and all sorts of different things that have happened to people out there. So it's it's definitely a weird place, and a lot of people have had some really weird experiences out there. But, I mean, no one has ever seen a figure, though. That's the thing. I don't think anyone has ever seen a figure or heard a voice just kind of weird stuff has happened out there though right so honestly while we were there we didn't get any kind of uh voices i don't believe we got anything on our audio no what we what happened was we were getting really strange emf readings so again for those of you that don't know we use electromagnetic field meters and they're just kind of measuring that ambient electricity in the electrical fields in the air right and Honestly, in the Ag building, there is quite a bit of equipment. And that was one concern about us doing the investigation, honestly, because, Case, what's the name of the principal? Mr. Drake. Yes. Thank you. So Mr. Drake was kind of concerned about us doing the Ag building because there's quite a bit of expensive equipment out there. So to be 100% on the level, Scott and I were the only ones that did an investigation in that Ag building because we made that promise to him that we wouldn't take the other investigators doing that. It would just be Scott and I to make sure that nothing happened. So because of all that equipment, again, I took the uh, EMF reader, K2 meter, whatever we want to call it, and went around and made sure that nothing was affecting it anywhere. I think there was one spot in the main room. There was a table area set up that that something was affecting it, so we stayed away from that. But let me tell you what the odd thing was. 
the odd thing was is Scott and I walked in. When we walked in the building, we're in a classroom originally. And we started asking questions there, and nothing happened at that point. We got no readings whatsoever anywhere in that classroom. Then we went into the shop area, and we're going around, and we started actually getting hits, but the hits weren't consistent. We'd get a hit asking a question or two, and it's like we had to follow whatever it was because, you know, you'd get a hit standing in one spot, and then nothing. you take three steps, and then you'd start getting responses again. It was just hit or miss like that all night. But, you know, I've seen things like that before, and, you know, some of that stuff you can chalk up to whatever you want to, coincidence or the fact that the equipment's in there or whatever. What got me the most was when Scott and I were ready to leave, we went, of course, we had to go back to the classroom. As soon as we got into the classroom without even asking questions, that meter started going nuts. So Scott and I stayed for another, what, 10, 15 minutes, Scott? Right. And started, and it was just all over that classroom. Whereas originally when we'd walked in, there was nothing. Right, and so. that's what I remember about it. Because when, when, when we first started getting readings, I really thought it was the equipment. I mean, there were, you know, different machines in there. They're plugged in. They have electricity, currents going through them. There's probably conduit out there. But the fact that it just was not consistent. It was like we'd get strong readings in one area. It would last several minutes and then it'd just kind of fade away and then and then we'd get the same reading somewhere else where there had been nothing before so that to me was really strange and i I just couldn't explain it yeah um now the classroom the only actual equipment that was in there in the actual classroom was a tv with you know dvd player vcr whatever hooked up to it and i'm sure they used it for for their class but none of it was plugged in so when we went there, and as I, you know, it's like I said in the beginning, we started in that classroom, there was nothing. And then we ended when we left in that classroom, and it's like it was all over that classroom. We couldn't go anywhere and not get a hit. And that's what puzzled me. So, Chase, uh, we're going to finish up uh, talking about the auditorium, so the new auditorium. Now, isn't this the place that People have seen the cowboy, or what can you tell us about that auditorium? I know that that was the place the radio went nuts, right? Yeah, so I just wanted to backtrack just for a quick second on the ag building. So just some opinions of myself and some other people. The the wrestling room, so the old gym where you guys caught the figure and the voice and the, the recorder stopping and starting again, and then the ag building, they're the buildings that are closest to the old middle school. So the old middle school all burnt down. And at the time when anybody would go in there, there would always be really weird stuff. They would hear lockers close. They would hear people talking and kids laughing and all sorts of stuff. So there's a theory that the spirits or whatever was occupying the middle school. And when it got burnt down and then demolished, they kind of migrated their way over to the two closest buildings which would be the old gym and the ag shop. So that's just the theory on that. But, well, well, you know, Case, let me just stop you there, too, because I find that very interesting because, again, we're talking about high schools. Um, I'll just really quickly mention that in not far away, there is Pocatello High School, which is considered one of the most haunted high schools in the entire nation. What's interesting about what you just said 
was at Pocatello High School. They have a long history of haunts, but they built a brand new gymnasium. And I think when I say brand new, I mean 10 years ago. So that would have been in the early 2000s. But of course, the school goes back to the 1800s. But what was interesting is they now say that that new gymnasium is one of the most haunted places of Pocatello High School. And they all say that Uh, or many people have said that ghosts are now migrating into that new auditorium built at Pocatello High School. So very interesting. Yeah, no. And it, I mean, it would, it would kind of explain why your readings were all over the place, maybe in the classroom. Who knows? That's, that's kind of even what our ag teachers and other people think is that, you know, maybe it's just a, some playful ghosts. And so maybe they're playing hide and seek with you guys. I don't know. But um, it's just it's just weird because the ag shop and the old wrestling room and that new hallway that connects the the old part of the high school to the really old gym. That's kind of the place where most people have heard what sounds like little kids footsteps running up and down the hallways and the kids voices and stuff. It's never down in the rest of the high school. So that's just interesting. But uh, the auditorium. Yeah, the auditorium and stories clear back to. I mean, even before some of our faculty were in high school, of uh, the the drama teacher setting up his his set, and he would set something up, then he'd go down to stand off of the stage, kind of where the audience would be at, and some of the props that he had just set up would be moved and would just disappear and things like that. When I was in high school, I was also in drama, and we were listening to the radio. Yeah, so the radio experience, we were listening to the radio. And if it was on Classy 97, it would fade towards 96.1, which is weird because Classy 97, that's one of the strongest stations on the radio. And so we just thought it'd be interesting to try it. And we'd go to Z103, it'd fade to 105.5 The Hawk. We'd go to 98.1, it'd fade towards 99.1. So it was just weird. And if we left it on any of the country stations, it didn't go anywhere. But any other station... It was trying to get to a country music station. So, and and then, yeah, kids have been in the auditorium before, and they've said in the prop room it looked like they'd seen the figure of a cowboy. There's been the sounds of what is like high heels or cowboy boots walking across the stage. Just a lot of weird stuff in the auditorium. That's That was where I would say most of the voices, the footsteps, and the figures have been seen when it comes to the high school. When we were in the auditorium, that is where we captured most of our audio evidence that night. So I'm going to play a few clips here, and we're going to begin with one clip that is at 9.58 p.m. This one's pretty simple. It's uh, not a voice. It's actually a door closing. But Kevin is there, and I think we, we both heard this. Do you remember who you were with at the time? I do not, no. So we'll play this clip here. Okay, so you can hear Kevin in there. You can hear the knock. Now that's Kevin. But again, the door, and we believe it was a door just outside of the auditorium, it just closes. And we're not, I don't believe that anyone was 
in that area at that time. You know, it's always possible that there was someone that we didn't know that was leaving. But as far as I know, there was nobody in the building at that time except for us. At 9.58, Case, I know you and a few people were in that weight room. Do you remember what time you guys left? I know you were there for a while. We left, I want to say, I don't know, it was a little after 9. Okay, um, so yeah, we, we, were, we don't want to interrupt your investigation. So yeah, so we were trying to, you know, get out before you guys were officially starting. But I hadn't heard that audio since you guys came and presented that to us. And I was listening because um, the doors that are outside of the auditorium would be the first, like our entryway door. But that one, when it closes, because it's metal. It makes a little clingy sound, like it almost closes and rattles a little bit, and there wasn't that sound. And then I was listening to see if maybe it was the office door, because the principal, Mr. Drake, he had said that he had been there um, a little bit later. And the office door kind of squeaks as it closes, and then it also rattles a little bit because it's wood. It makes kind of a closing sound and kind of like thuds a little bit. And it wasn't either one of those doors. So that's why it's interesting that, because I don't know. I don't know what door that would have been. And I don't know who would have closed that door. Because it doesn't sound like any of the doors that it could possibly be. Yeah, me either. Because it sounded to me like it was some kind of a, uh, almost like a heavy metal door. But we only had one door to the auditorium open. And we had one of the uh, tables from that cafeteria area holding it open. So it wasn't that door. That door stayed open the whole time. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And we did account for all of our investigators. I mean, that's kind of the nice thing is we have recorders, we have uh, video, so we can account for all of our investigators and it was not them. Okay. So this is about 45 minutes later. This is Cheyenne and Lindy. They are in the auditorium. I believe they're on the stage. And we just have this marked as strange sound. So, is there anybody in here that wishes to communicate? Sure, you've been told this quite a bit. Can you come and touch this? Can you get it up to the third light? Okay, so that was it. Now, I will say that, again, the obvi- I think it was pretty obvious what the strange sound was. So it sounded like a voice. We did amplify that, so that is not how the recording, um, the original recording sounded. So we did amplify that strange sound, but we know that's not Cheyenne. We know that's not Lindy. And yet, you know, they're, they're getting some hits on their meter, on the EMF meter, and then we get the strange sound. Now, they did not hear that. You can hear they didn't, uh, didn't react to it. Now, what's very interesting about this one is I was there. I was being very quiet, but I was taking uh, images with a handheld camera, and we captured that strange sound right at 10.42 p.m. At 10.40, so just two minutes before, I'm up on the stage, and I'm just clicking images out into the seating, And again, we don't have the exact time, but we know it's very, very close to 1040. So it might have been at the 1042 when we captured that last recording. 
I was able to capture an image that to me was just really strange. And it is just of some seating there in the auditorium. But when you get back to the exit door, it all of a sudden just becomes blurry. I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. It almost looks like a portal of some sort. It's just blurry. Well, how I would have described it originally was it looks like you shook the camera when you took the picture. However, that was immediately ruled out because all of the seating all the way back is clear as a bell. If you right. had shook the camera, the seats would be blurry too. It's just happens to be that one door that we had propped open and it's blurry right on that doorway. We cannot explain that. And honestly, when we found it, it shocked all of us because we couldn't figure out what caused it. Again, that image came right at, I shouldn't say right at, but that picture came approximately 1040, which is in that 1042 p.m. time range. Now, Case, I know it's been a while, but do you remember seeing this picture that we're talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do remember seeing it. And the the chairs to the left of that door, so from the bottom of the auditorium where you guys took that picture, the left side, that very back row right up against the wall, that is one area that people don't like to sit when they're in the auditorium because they do get a kind of an uncomfortable feeling. There's been girls that have had their hair pulled. Someone has kicked the back of their chair, which is impossible because they're right up against a wall. Yeah, no, so I wasn't... You know, that was pretty crazy when you guys got that. I wasn't really surprised that there was something caught near that row of chairs because that's kind of the section in the area that there has been reports from just community members who have come to plays and things that have, have reported that. So let's go to our final piece of evidence here. So this is right after midnight. So we captured this at 12.01 p.m. And it'll, it's kind of self-explanatory. At the time, I believe that the investigators who were in the auditorium are actually down beneath the stage. So there's uh, some rooms, obviously, beneath the stage where, you know, the actors can get dressed, things like that. Uh, but this is what was captured. So Scott is correct. They were not in the actual auditorium. And to me, the first time I heard it, once we enhanced it, it sounded like R2-D2 to me. Uh, but it is definitely someone whistling. Now, we have accounted for every single one of our members. We know that people were below the stage. Other investigators were in the counseling room at this time and other investigators Basically, there was nobody in this area. So there was no one in the auditorium itself, and there was no one in the kind of commons area just outside of the auditorium. Uh, so, Case, has anyone ever heard whistling or anything like that in that area? No, that's what was really crazy when you guys showed us that, was that I personally never heard whistling and never talked to anybody that's heard whistling. Just, you know, the weird voices and sounds that have been heard in the auditorium. I mean, maybe it was whistling, but it just was so faint it just sounded like some weird little voice or i don't know but um no that was the first time i've ever heard whistling it almost sounds too like they're they're trying to whistle at first and they're not successful and then it's almost like they build up to it they're able to whistle later but i would just say we don't have any explanation no and i know that scott and i listened to it probably a dozen times 
Uh, we had our other investigators listen to it as well. And no matter how hard we tried, we can't debunk it by saying it was somebody. Because we knew where everybody was. And we knew at midnight nobody else was in that building. So in the end, I truly felt this was a great investigation. I would confidently say that I think there is activity, uh, paranormal activity, occurring at Firth High School. I thought it was a, a very good investigation as well. As I said, it was one something physical happened to me, which doesn't happen. But as well as a couple of those images we caught that we can't explain, um, I had fun with this one. Uh, I just, when you guys reached out to me the first time, I was like, oh, yeah, this will be awesome. Finally, we can get some people in here that can prove and get some evidence that there's some weird stuff happening at Firth High School. Because, you know, we have faculty members and some community members that are still skeptics and try to be like, oh, yeah, you guys are just making stuff up. You just want to make the high school sound like it's some cool little haunted place or whatever. And so when you guys came in and got the evidence, it was super awesome that you guys actually caught some things that we can now show people. Hey, you know what? You can't explain this away, and it's here. So it's kind of nice to be like, I told you so. Yeah, I'm, and it was fun to be on here and to go over it again and remember those things and, and talk about it again. So, yeah, Firth High School, a, it's a crazy place. But if you guys think the Firth High School is interesting, our elementary school is even crazier. So hopefully you guys can, can get over to the elementary school sometime because – there's it's it's crazy over there we have janitors that don't even like to work over there we'd really like to thank case uh, for his time and coming on the ghostology podcast today we're going to be bringing you more podcasts in the future and talk about more schools and hauntings be sure to go to ghostology.com where we will post uh, the pictures and many of the recordings that we talked about on this podcast my name is Scott Bryan, and I'd like to thank you. My name is Kevin Bowerman, and I would also like to thank you for listening to Ghostology. Have a great day. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Ghostology, and I invite you to listen to future episodes. If you've liked what you've heard here and would like more Ghostology, you can always look for my books on Amazon.com, all under the title Ghostology. You can also visit our website, at ghostology.com. Thank you, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.